every time you go and get back up, you're getting a little bit better. And that's kind of how it's been for us. I really, I don't use that fear as a crutch. I use it as a tool. You can use it as a crutch and you can play the blame game and you can blame other people, but our life is really our responsibility. And I wanted to see how far I could go. It hasn't been so much a progression as a, as a series of stumbles into things that came along. It scares me to even say this because it's uncomfortable sometimes. Find partners that are accountable, that they can hold you accountable. If you're not there, be willing to make the change to go do it. We're doing what it takes and, and others aren't. Hey, this is the Bring Your Own Awesome miniseries, where we talk to cool people who are doing awesome things. I'm Dan Walchmidt, fearless leader of the Edgy Empire, and with me is my co-conspirator, Brock. Yeah, I'm Brock Edwards, and on Bring Your Own Awesome, we interview members of the community. We have a no-holds-barred conversation about their battle for success. So if you want to achieve a new level of success, join us at www.edgy.life. Let's get started. Hey guys, it's uh, Dan Walshman and it's Brock Edwards. Hey Brock. Hey. Uh, it, this is the uh, Bring Your Own Awesome uh, podcast and um, boy, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, awesome people doing awesome things and uh, they're just like you and me. So how cool is that? Even better, right? Um, so today I'm excited to, to bring uh, a longtime friend. We, we, unfortunately, we haven't talked in a while. But, um, but, but a, a, a longtime friend and a guy just always doing awesome things. And I'm excited to like catch up and hear what's going on. So Austin, number one, hi. And then tell everybody in the community like who you are and what you're up to. Yeah, thanks. Uh, first off, it has been a while, Dan. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. I'm glad you're doing well. Um, Brock, thanks to you too. But uh, Pump, um, congrats awesome. to you guys for you know taking the leap and doing this show. I think that's fucking awesome uh, to do things that a lot of people aren't doing. They're scared to do so. Uh, kudos to you guys for doing that, uh, first and foremost, and thanks for letting me come on. Um, so, yeah, um, if anybody doesn't know who I am, uh, I'm, I'm into a lot of things. Uh, you know, first and foremost, I'm a father. I have uh, two kids. Uh, my fiance has two kids. So I actually have four kids here. So it's a full-time, full-time job on top of everything else that I have going. But, you know, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Uh, it keeps me busy. It keeps me young. And I love what I do every single day, every second of my life. Um, I am a entrepreneur. I'm relentless in that field. Uh, Dan, I think you know that along with a lot of other people that me and you are connected with. Um, from when me and you connected a couple, two or three years ago, I think it has been now. But uh, just to kind of let people know exactly what I do uh, and not just say I'm an entrepreneur, I started uh, my company, NutriFit, which is a naturally uh, natural sports performance supplement company based out of Nashville, Tennessee. I uh, started about four years ago in college with $100, didn't have a thing in my bank account, was going through a shitty divorce, and uh, didn't know how the hell I was going to make it happen, but stayed the course, and you know, three and a half, four years later, uh, got the money up from $100 up to you know close to six figures to launch my company, and I just uh, surpassed last month a year uh, in business, and surpassed what I was expecting to do by 
you know, three times. Whoa! So it's that's been amazing, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's been so, it's been incredible, guys. And you know, and and, and throughout the whole process, uh, I've even gotten uh, we're in the initial phase or the ending phase of the uh, second startup, which is a company in the nutrition and healthcare field, uh, which is going uh, national by the end of this year, and that's the potential to be a global company. Uh, which is which is amazing. Which kind of kind of stemmed from my knowledge of starting NutriFit and learning how to formulate all these products in college. Because you know I, I have a degree in dietetics and chemistry, so I had to figure out how to make all this shit because I didn't have the money to pay somebody to do it. You know. So um, so, so Austin, let, let me stop you right there because you just gave us like three hours worth of topics we we could cover. And but I mean, I, but that, I'm on pre. <laughs> No, you're, you're, you're good. I want to back up and I want to find out what is natural sports performance supplements? What, what makes it natural? Okay. So, uh, you know, when I started the company, a lot of the products on the market, when I was younger, I, I took all that stuff. And when I really increased my knowledge of health and nutrition, I realized a lot of the fillers and artificial sweeteners and colors and flavors that they put in these products to make them taste like Kool-Aid. And then they, you know, most of them were just completely loaded with caffeine. They don't really have that many beneficial ingredients in them. And I, you know, I felt uncomfortable with using those uh, products. So I said, you know, I'm going to screw it. I'm going to create my own. So uh, I did the research and worked with uh, actual food scientists, biochemists, dietitians uh, at my university uh, in the food science lab to learn how to, uh, you know, research, to formulate and create a product that was effective and wasn't harmful uh, if ingested. So from a natural standpoint, um, our products come from, you know, they have no artificial sweeteners, colors, flavors. We use, uh, you know, stevia. If we do use sugar, it's organic sugar. Uh, the colors that we use in our products, the color them come from like vegetable powders, such as beet or vitamin A powder or, um, different types of flowers to get like blues and greens. So, uh, it's, you know, it's amazing what you can do. Um, when you put in a little extra effort because, you know, anybody can make uh, a, a cup full of shit taste good if you just dump enough sugar in it. And that's not the route I wanted to go. I, I really wanted to create something that was uh, impactful and effective and safe for people um, in the fitness and nutrition world. Because, you know, if you're going to put all this time into actually working out and, and having a strict diet, you know, then why the hell are you going to dump something into your body uh that, you know, five or six, seven years down the road has, can have an impact at causing all types of health problems. So it's it, so right right here. So you, th this is like kind of a big thing. I, I, I'm imagining because I wouldn't know where to even start thinking about, hey, I want to manufacture my own line of supplements. Exactly. And exactly. and not, not yeah. only, I mean, so obviously you it sounds like you had some kind of knowledge, some connection, some motivation, but you're starting it with a hundred bucks. And, you know, it's like, I. What makes you make that leap from, hey, you know, I've got a couple dollars in my pocket to I want to release a supplement line? Oh, man, you know, um, the past I've been I consider myself an entrepreneur since I was, you know, my, in my teens. I was always doing something on my own. I hated the whole, uh, you know, job mentality, the paycheck mentality. It just drove me crazy having to constantly work for somebody else. And, you know, I've done a whole lot of shit and failed numerous numerous times from the time i was 18 up until my mid-20s and you know i lost tons of money doing that um but you know i eventually got so far in i'm like damn you know 
eventually something's got to fucking work. You know, I, I remember going at 18 to an accountant and him saying, well, you know, like eight out of 10 business fell in the first year. I was like, then I'll start 20 of them. I don't give a damn. Whatever I have to do to be successful, I'm going to do what I have to do because I, you know, I grew up in a family and a childhood that like, I didn't, I didn't have anything, you know, I was uh, lived with my mom after my parents divorced and she jumped around from uh, trailer parks to, you know, apartments all the time. So there was really no stability. And, and it really at a young age uh, put a hatred in me for that lifestyle. And it just drove me to do something regardless of what it took. Um, you know, when I really started getting into the supplement field was when I found my passion in nutrition and health. And I think that stemmed from a lot of health problems um, from my grandparents and seeing them, you know, um, kind of waste away. Um, I just hated it. You know, I'd take them to the doctors and see that nothing was working for them. And it was just bad news. So I really, you know, got deep, deep into nutrition in that field. And I was already active working out at the time in college. I was uh, doing a lot of rock climbing and bouldering. So you really need a lot of sustained endurance to do that for, you know, longer than 30 or 45 minutes. Because if you don't, I mean, you're just done. Uh, so that's kind of how I got into it. And, you know, everybody told me that I was insane or crazy for going into that field because it's so saturated. There's a, you know, there's thousands of companies trying to do this. And, you know, how are you going to set yourself apart? You know, you're, you'll be lucky if you even set $10,000 worth of product in your first year because that's the norm in this business. And, you know, I've I done it anyway. I kept going. And um, I'm, I'm damn sure glad I did because, you know, like I said, we're just over a year. And uh, yesterday, actually, uh, I landed another retail chain. Uh, right now they have uh, three stores and they're going to have 13 by the end of the year. So currently that puts me in about 16 locations within a year. Uh, including uh, our e-commerce platform as well. So I, I think that's pretty damn good. Uh, we're up for uh, 2019 Whole Foods Sports Nutrition Review. So uh, we've made it that far. We made it to the regional level. If they pass, right. we're looking at 32 or I think it's 32, maybe 38. I can't remember the exact number of stores that we will go into initially. So, um, you know, in the first two years, if that happens, it's amazing. So what, 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 what drives you to get to that next level? We've talked to a few different people. Uh, their episodes will come out. Sean Spencer, Chanel, uh, Nicole, um, uh, you, you all start with similar or have similar things in your life, either homeless, suffering financially, you know, broke. And I guess I'm just thinking here. Does that still drive you today? Have you, or is that still your motivation? I mean, you're you're successful. I mean, you're not where you want to be. I mean, none of us are, right? You want that next level, but you've 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 broken through, right? So, what drives you now? Yeah, you know, Dan, that's an awesome question. And for me, man, I look at success as like there is no set level for me. Uh, you know, I can sit here and say, well, I've done this so much in this year, and you know, on top of. Uh, NutriFit doing so well. I'm in a company that has the potential, you know, to pull in seven and eight figures in the next 12 months with this healthcare venture. I just had a children's book published that released uh, May 15th, so just a couple weeks ago. Wait, 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 uh, wait, wait, wait! You wrote a child's book? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you got to stop there. <laughs> tell, tell us more. All right, what do you want to hear? What part? <laughs> what? Well, first off, what inspired? So, like. You've, you've got four kids you're dealing with. Uh, you're starting a, a business. Uh, you're branching off into another business. Austin, you sound kind of like a busy guy. 
And so somewhere in there, you decided, hey, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to write a book, too. Right. Yeah. So um, let me I'm going to answer Dan's question real quick. Really, what drives me is, uh, you know, the fact that I know what it feels like to not have anything to be broke. And it honestly, it scares the shit out of me. And I really I don't use that fear as a crutch. I use it as a tool to keep going and keep pushing. Um, regardless of what, you know, happens from week to week. If, if I get a rejection or rejection from a retailer, uh, you know, my thought is like, hey, you know, I've gotten this far. I can keep going, keep going, keep pushing because I know it's going to be successful if I keep pushing. Because four years ago, everybody told me I was crazy. And when I first started making these things in the lab and they tasted like shit, I mean, I'll just be honest with you, you know, people were like, you need to stop, you need to stop. And I was like, no, if I, if I keep doing this, I keep going, I keep learning. I keep pushing myself. It's it's going to be successful. And, you know, I realized that I saw it uh, with the growth that I've had the last three years um, from being in business and, and actually focusing in on, you know, what I needed to do to, to get to that next level. So for me, you know, I can't sit here and say, oh, well, I've been so successful because for me, like success is it's you're always obtaining it. Like I'm never going to get you know, to the finish line. Like for me, it's, it's something I'm going to do until my last breath. And it, it, for me, it's about the journey to see how much I'm accomplished. You know, I, I don't see myself one day being like, Oh, okay. I've been so successful. Now I can just uh, sit on my ass uh, on the beach and do nothing. Uh, it's, you know, it's, I think it just comes down to almost like being a maniac about what you do. And then desire just kind of takes over. All right, so now you got to tell us about the book. How, how how did you decide to take on that project? <laughs> all right, so now we'll tone it down and get all sappy and stuff. Talk about the book. So uh, yeah, the the book uh, Nanook is a children's book that actually originated from a bedtime story that my father told me when I was a child. You know, six seven years old. Um, my dad was really awesome um, at things like that, and he had a great imagination. And for me at that time, I wanted, you know, to hear exciting stories as a child. And he told me all, all types of stories. But this one was one that really stuck with me um, throughout the years of my life. And I honestly think that the reason why that did is because as the time my dad was telling me this was when my parents divorced. And I was going through a lot of emotional issues and things. And I, I kind of like replaced myself with the character in the book and, and found happiness in it. So for me, it really, it stuck with me. So when my children are at the age, you know, for them to understand and, and to tell stories at night, uh, I passed it down to them. And it was really, really cool seeing, you know, my kids get excited and, and thrilled about the story. And they did the same thing that I would do. They wanted to hear the thing three or four times a night, every night. And it got to the point where I was like, man, you know, I bet I drove my dad crazy wanting him to tell me this story every damn night. But one night, my daughter, she said, you know, Dad, you should turn this into a book so I could take it to school one day and show my friends. But look, my dad wrote this book. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do that. So I called my dad up and asked him if he remembered the story. And he was like, well, I'm kind of maybe. I was like, well, let's sit down. Let's write this. Let's write a book. Let's see if we can do it. So we sit down, you know, guys, and we wrote two or three months. We had what we thought was, you know, solid. It was a good book. And we submitted it. Uh, to the publisher, Morgan James, within, you know, right after we got done writing it, uh, two or three months later, they called and said, hey, you know, we think you really have something here. The story is amazing. The story behind the story is amazing. We just want you to do a little, uh, go work with a children's editor. 
So we done that for a month, resubmitted, didn't hear anything for like two or three months, and then got a phone call uh, the day of my birthday, um, 2016, I believe it was. And they said, uh, contract will be in your email today. So it, it was uh, incredible. You know, we had landed a contract to get our book published uh, from a big publisher. Um, you know, and my cousin is an illustrator, so he done all the illustrations in this book. And, you know, seeing, thinking back to when my, my daughter was like, you should turn this into a book so I can read it to the kids at school and actually getting the book in hand and going to their school and having my kids sit up on stage with me while I read the book to the entire school was just unreal. You know, I, I felt like, I mean, I can't really describe that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So let me, let me dig into some of this, if you don't mind. Um, because, you know, when you first started your, your, your NutraFit line, um, I mean, did you have to come out of pocket for that? I mean, how, how did you, how did you, I mean, you're, you're telling somebody else to mix and to make all these supplements, you know, testing. How did you come up with that money? Yeah. So the initial first three years was all self-funded. I bootstrapped everything, um, you know, all from sourcing all the raw ingredients, the flavors. Uh, I had access to manufacturing equipment because I'd done research at the uh, university that I went to, their food science lab. I worked there while I was in school uh, to get some extra money and kind of selfishly because I knew I had access and I had a key to the lab. So, you know, after the school would close, uh, I can't tell you how many times and I'd probably, you know, I don't know, they might steal my degree <laughs> if I tell you if they find this, but I would actually, you know, go there after hours after the, the school was locked down and break into the lab and actually use the equipment up to two, three o'clock in the morning, some nights trying to get products right. Wow. And, uh, you know, I, I was also so damn determined to, to make it work and, and prove everybody wrong. So, you know, I, I bootstrapped everything, man. I mean, from like the, the branding and the labeling, I didn't have the money to buy a, a design software. So I would use Microsoft Word and have 350 text box on a document that took 30 minutes to load to print. And it was crazy, the shit that I did to, to actually get to a point to where, um, you know, I, I started pitching, pitching my brand, pitching the line and uh, actually got investment capital to launch it. Uh, because it was six figures. And, you know, I had basically was working and just throwing everything I had apart from, you know, paying bills and eating in on this because I believed in it uh, wholeheartedly. And I, I'm telling you what, you know, it was it was a sacrifice and it still is, you know, with a startup company because you, you reinvest things. And it's not like I'm, I'm sitting over here, you know, balling out in my Lamborghini. It's, it's not about that life. To me, it's about, um, you know, uh, Anybody who wants to be an entrepreneur, like, are you willing to, to sacrifice a bunch of shit uh, to one day have the life you really want? And 90 percent of the people can't do it or they won't do it. it. Is that the difference? I mean, I know Brock's asked some other people in interviews we've had about the dark side or the unspoken side of entrepreneurship. Is that really the difference? Like you're just willing to do what other people aren't willing to do. Is, is that part of it? Is that all of it? Is that some of it? What's that thing that I mean, people are listening to this going? Yeah, but there must be something. I know he was homeless, and I know his family life growing up was pretty, pretty, pretty horrible. And yeah, but, but still, he has something that I don't have. W what is it? Uh, you know, I don't. I don't think it's all of it. Um, 
I don't think that everybody, I don't know, you know, Dan, if you guys think differently, you can, you can disagree. And that's, that's awesome. If you disagree, cause it's a talking point, but I, I just don't think everybody's cut out to do what we do. Um, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's hard too, when you're starting from the ground up and you have to take on, you know, 47 different jobs along with trying to juggle a family and, and a life. And, you know, at the time I was in, you know, in college, extensive college, you know, with chemistries and everything, it was, it was fucking insane. And I don't know how I got through it, but I honestly think that if something, I think you kind of really have to become obsessed with your purpose in life. And, and until you can realize what that obsession looks like and how to use that obsession as a tool instead of, you know, turn into a crazy person, uh, I think it's really hard to figure out because for years, you know, I, I struggled and, and stumbled over myself trying to figure out, you know, what it is that I wanted to do. And I never could be successful in, in business ventures. And I, I did the, I did a lot of things. I did MLM and and nothing worked for me. And it was like, you know, what the hell? You know, I had moments of doubt, too. Like, you know, am, am I not supposed to be an entrepreneur? Should I just get a job and do what everybody says? But, you know, when you for me, I really realized, like, hey, this is what I'm supposed to do because uh, I couldn't I couldn't wake up every day and just accept that I was going to be someone with a job and not feel like something in me was dying every single day. You know, I wasn't I, I at the time, I want to say I didn't really know what I was called to do. And I was searching for it and searching for it and searching for it. And I think a lot of people give up on what they're put on this earth to do because they give up on searching for it. And, you know, the world doesn't know you shit. And sometimes you're going to have to put in the work and you're going to have to, you're going to have to struggle and you're going to have to keep pushing to actually come to the point to where you're like, Oh, Hey, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And, and I'm going to keep doing it um, until this mission is accomplished. You know, Austin, there, there's a lot of people out there who are, you know, trying to figure out what, what it is for them, you know, whether that's a, a, like a side hustle just to provide fulfillment that their current job doesn't or changing careers or trying to even just figure out what that career is. Um, you've clearly had some success in that. What what advice, what information do you wish you had when you were starting out? You know, one year ago, three, four years ago, what information would have really made the difference for you? Yeah, I, I would I would say probably five years or or longer. Um, I really wish that I would have had someone tell me, "Hey, you need to quit being such a, a an egomaniac and thinking that you know everything, um, and you need to you need to reach out to people who've have done what you who've done what you're trying to do, or you know, or they're at the level that you want to be at." Because for so long, I was I was the guy who. You know, I guess like you said, I was an introvert. I didn't want to meet people. I didn't want to talk to people. I, I didn't want to even get involved in, in mastermind groups or have a mentor uh, because I was, you know, for some unknown reason, I was like afraid that they wouldn't like me or want to talk to me or teach me or I would fail them. Um, and, and it's just a mindset shift, man. I mean, you really have to come to the point where you're like, am, am I just going to be a victim the rest of my damn life? Or I'm going to, if I'm going to put myself out there and people are going to tell me no, and I'm going to have to learn to deal with it. Um, because eventually, you know, you will find the right people that will come into your life um, to get you to the next level and uh, hold you accountable and push you and, and make the connections for you. 
that you don't have because I didn't have none of that stuff. I didn't have the connections to get to meet this person or that person or this athlete or, or this guy in this type of business field. Um, it's, I think that's what I wish I had. I wish I would have had someone to be like, Hey, you know, you need a mentor. You need a group of guys or a group of business owners uh, to get involved with, to get around, to look at what you're doing and say, Hey, this is what you need to do. Uh, you know, you're fucking up right here. You need to get your shit together. And I didn't do that. And I think that's uh, one of the reasons why I screwed up so much for so many years was because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And I mean, I learned a lot from that, but at the same time, it sucked. You know, it sucked bad. It sucks when you when you can't have a success, you can't get a win, and um, you're losing money and you're broke all the time. It's not fun. So you've, you've got a chance here to, you know, re- reach out to the, the folks in the edgy empire. Uh, you know, we, we all need help in something. We could all use a boost up. We could all use a little leverage. You know, just what you're talking about right there. Um, you know, yes, hard fought lessons are, are learned deep, but it'd be nice if we could shortcut that a little bit. So what question, what advice would you have for folks out there listening to this? You know, what, what could they tell you that would help you get to that next level you're going to? Oh, wow. You know, I, I think it's kind of like what I just really just said, you know, I, I still ask people and even people on my team at NutriFit, some of the athletes, I'll ask them, Hey, you know, what do you see that we're doing it as a company that I'm doing as a CEO that I'm falling short on? You know, I think you really need to be open to people telling you that you suck at some things because, you know, if everybody's like, oh, you're so awesome, everything you're doing is great. Um, I think that um, can be can affect you negatively in your success. So I, I really think that I think accountability is huge. And I think uh, transparency and authenticity is huge, uh, especially within a company, within a team. Um if you have employees or you're trying to get somewhere, you know, you need someone who's going to tell you the truth and they're going to lead you in the right direction. And I, I still ask for that. You know, I still ask people, Hey, um, go and look at my website and tell me what sucks about it or go and tell me why um, this week I had 13 abandoned carts and none of the emails recovered any of the customers. What is it? What's going on? Uh, anything that, you know, can help you, you know, propel your success. You just, you kind of need to be open to it. Um, and that's, that's what I asked for that. And I think people, um, networking, connecting you to other people, um, who can potentially help, uh, grow you as an individual can help grow your company. And, um, you need to, it's not just about what you can get from people too. You, you need to, you need to really give back. So you need to try to find a way to help, uh, the other people as well who are reaching out to help you. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I hear you saying a, a few key things that, that I'm going to take away myself personally. And, and I, when you talk about bring your own awesome, uh, I'm hearing a couple things. One is obsess. You got to be obsessed about where you want to go. Um, two, you got to learn and grow. And that's a big lesson I've been learning over the last two years specifically, which is if you know it all, that must mean your vision, your dream is pretty small. So you need to take it to the next level. Uh, to, if you want the next level, you got to be able to be willing to learn and grow, which means you got to be vulnerable because you got to share and you got, you can't pretend that you know it all. So, um, Austin, I think we're gonna have to revisit this again. Uh, I love, uh, I love the lessons learned and thank you for coming on today to share. Um, you're awesome. Yeah, man. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Brock. Look forward to coming back. Sounds great. 
If you're the sort of person who is always looking to surround yourself with champion-grade awesomeness, like that last interview Brock and I shared with you, go to edgy.life and join us. That's www.edgy.life. Take your personal and professional game, your life, to that next level of awesomeness. See you there. Whoa.